Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen. from God the other day I was just a young person he spoke to me and said my child you are mine you must work and you must be do you know the secret of prosperity seek you first the kingdom of God these things that people seek for, I will give them all to you. I'll go where I have to go, and I'll preach what I have to preach. Have the maximum impact, yeah. I'll go where I have to go, and I'll preach what I have to preach. Have the maximum impact, Preach what you have to preach Have the maximum impact Yeah You go where you have to go You must preach what you have to preach Have the maximum impact Yeah Do you know the secret Of prosperity Seek you first the kingdom of God Bye. 
I'll go and preach. I want to hear you tell your neighbor, I'll go and preach. Alright. She shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless. He shall bless the bread you eat. He shall also bless the water that you drink. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Shall set the Lord your God, and He will bless a blessing for all those who serve. He shall take away sickness from your midst. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I'll go where I have to go, and I'll preach what I have to preach. Have the maximum impact, yeah. Will you go? Where you have to go, preach what you have to preach. Have the maximum impact, yeah. I will go where I have to go. I must preach what I got to preach. Have the maximum impact, yeah. I'll go where I have to go. I must preach what I got to preach. Have the maximum impact, yeah. Will you go? Thank you. 
slowly wash men's feet Gets pushed around Then turn the other cheek I wanna be more like Him Every day And every way So little time He took for himself He was more concerned For everybody else I wanna be more like Him Every day And every way That's why I put my life in His hands. Oh, I wanna be more like Jesus, and with His help, I know that I knew the sound could be this nice clap your hands for HHI sound and for the instrumentalists and you may please be seated I believe we've had a beautiful time already And in this second and final installment of what God has for us, I want to switch into, see we are building, 
and there are a thousand things literally we can discuss and uh, how I wish I had three days for this conference maybe one day I'll come for three days here and uh, but we have just got a few moments to spend but I feel that there is an aspect of building the church that involves mobilization mobilization can we say it together I hope I'm pronouncing the word well mobilization can we say it together one go again you cannot build well without the ability to mobilize so I am going to deal with mobilization on two fronts both of which are dependent on each other first of all we must mobilize the workers yes And then we must also mobilize the people who are going to be in the church. Two groups, two levels, two fronts. If you remember, I've said that ministry is not for a pastor and his wife. And some two children with unique abilities and features. It's not a family business. Hallelujah. If you will build for God, anyone who gets called by God to build for God, mysteriously, all of them are of one mind. That even though God called them, they cannot do it alone. God sent Jesus down to the earth. He came alone. Jesus didn't come with his twin brother. Because his mother didn't give birth to him as a twin. He was alone. But the first thing he did after spending time praying in the, in the wilderness, was to mobilize helpers. That has been the New Testament. Paul mobilized. In the Old Testament, there was no one who had the burden for God who did not mobilize. Nehemiah mobilized. Before he built, he put one block down. 
he mobilized people. So he always spoke as a part of a group. He said, the Lord, he said, the God of heaven will prosper us. But he was the only one. He held the cup to the, to, to the king, for the king. He heard the news about the walls in Jerusalem. He had the pain in his heart. He wept. But by the time he was building, he had mobilized people. So he said, the God of heaven will prosper me. Or who? Us. Therefore, let us arise and build. Any leader who lacks the capacity to bring others on board in his work will never be a man after God's heart. Has set himself to fail. God may call you alone, but you cannot do the work alone. The fact that God called you alone does not mean anyone if I meet you in my office and appoint you the leader of the choir, you should know as an intelligent girl, as an intelligent man with a long beard that you must mobilize helpers. Always think help us. One day when I have time, I will talk to you about the three levels of helpers you must mobilize for yourself. But today, we have, we've just got some 20 more minutes to go. It is the absence of helpers that has given rise to a very unfortunate picture of dryness emptiness because no man can do much David the other day said every man at his best is altogether vanity every man at his best state alone anybody you know who is great is being held Can we discuss some 200 great men on earth? Let's mention their names. Anybody who is great has mobilized helpers. No man is great alone. And as I stand here, I am declaring that your greatness is about to break out for every man to see. To the degree that you will mobilize help. God does not like small things. He only tolerates small things. In anticipation of greater dividends. He is too big to have little things around him. 
he starts with little. Everything he does begins small. How many things? Everything he does begins small. But it does not end small. I pray that God will put something in you to drive you into greatness. Yes, I said I pray that God will put something in you. In Judges, a man was begged. I I wish I had the New Living Translation Bible on the screen. But there was a man in Judges chapter 18. I want to read it from the New Living Translation. Chapter 18, verse 19. And if you don't have the New Living Translation, you can listen to me as I read. Judges 18, 19. In fact, I'm reading from the Living Bible. I like it better here. The Living Bible. It says, be quiet and come with us. They said. Judges 18, 19. The living Bible. Be quiet and come with us. They said. Be a priest to all of us. Isn't it better for you to be a priest to a whole tribe in Israel instead of just one man in his private home? Have you seen this in the Bible? The living Bible. He said, please, we see you are a pastor, but pastor all of us. This ministry where you are pastoring one man in his private home must end. This family one man business must end. He said, isn't it better that you become a priest to the entire tribe of Israel than to one private man in his home? Can you see it in the Bible? Judges 18, 19. So even human beings, when they see your ministry, wonder whether you don't have any bigger vision. Let me read again. You may think it's, it's, a, it's a, Be a priest to all of us. Isn't it better for you to be a priest to a whole tribe in Israel instead of just to just one man in his private home? This ministry of shepherding girls privately in a corner must end. Your ministry must break out into hundreds and thousands of members. We need you to pastor a whole tribe, not one girl in a room. understand why the man was pastoring one man in a room because one man can pastor one man it it is one to one I'm telling you that nobody is great the pastor of this church 
I don't know what she is doing. Is it? But there must be a lot of workers here for this hall to be filled. Yes. There was a time we were having nine services in this building. How many services? Nine. Can one man do this alone? I'm sure if you were here and having three services, you would have called you the mayor of Harare. The spiritual mayor of Harare. But a woman is here having nine services. Wake up. Tell her neighbor to wake up. No, I, I told you something amazing this morning about the Genesis 13 picture of Abraham. I mean, very rich. So, we would have thought that was his end. Amazingly, there was another dimension of richness and riches. You are breaking out. I said you are breaking out. Some of you will see something better than the measly ministry you are doing before you die. I am standing here from West Africa and I am commanding greatness. Receive it in your life now. Something is happening. I said something is happening. I said something is happening. The ministry where you, you count people in trickles will end. They will come to church as if a river is flowing. Yes. Yes. In the last days, the people shall flow. A time has come. Look, one day, somebody took a drone shot of people going to one of, attending one of my services. When I looked at the video, I said, ah, but I saw this in Korea three years ago. It's happening to me? Wow! There must be a time when people do not go to church. They flow to church. And I'm prophesying over somebody's ministry that a day is going to come. You will stand outside your church and when you see the people coming in, you will, you will shed tears. Receive something better than you have. The era where people come sickly looking church members in trickles. And it will happen when you learn to mobilize people to help you. Help this morning. We prayed with our prophet. And the topic, one of the big topic was help. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help. And he said, certain people helping you, they are actually the Holy Spirit who are helping you. Because the Holy Spirit is a helper. 
May you never stand alone. May you, may, may you come out of the curse of aloneness. May you be helped on your left. In your personal business. In your ministry. In your home. In your personal life. In your education. May helpers arise. And above all, may you receive the capacity to mobilize people to stand by you. Receive it now. Now, one of the ways to generate help is through a concept called lay people and the ministry. Lay people. And I want to say a few things about that before I come to Anakazo and then we end. But I want you to understand that. One day a brother asked his wife. He said, so all the time we were sitting in the classroom failing exams, passing exams, having discussions. All the time we met in Mary's room for discussions. You were my wife. <laughs> all the time we were in groups going to write exams, going to study, having discussions. As we were in the room, I was in the room with my wife and I didn't know it. Yes. Many pastors are preaching to their helpers and they don't know it. There's a girl in the choir. She is the She is the pastor of one of your largest branches. As she is singing with a bad voice in the choir. I pray that God by his mercy will lead you. May you learn how to mobilize helpers. Now one big one is to know that people can work for God without being paid. And also that ordinary people can do great things. Because we are all ordinary anyway. The Pope is ordinary. The founder, the bishop, the prophet is ordinary. It is just the addition of the grace of God that makes any man do what he does. Without God's help, we are ordinary men. So Hebrews describes the high priest as a man chosen from among men to minister to men in the things of God. To the extent that even when he gives sacrifices, he sacrifices for the men 
end for himself. Something great is breaking out of your life. I said something great is breaking out of your life. So when a pastor stands in front of a church and only see housewives, nurses, students, I'm teaching you my dear, students, you only see businessmen, your ministry will diminish to the minutest level and disappear. The first thing is that you are too wise to be paying everybody for the work they do. I've said something in this sentence. I don't want to say the real thing. I said, you are too wise to be paying people for the things they do. I want to leave it in the air. Breathe it in and let it digest in your system. The Bible said, many are called. How many are called? And you want to change scripture? And let only you and your wife be called. And your son who has finished smoking Indian hemp and has repented is now your assistant pastor. I don't believe your wisdom. I can't understand it. How many are called, eh? Many. Many are called. And if you cannot pay many people, then we must sit down and discuss. How then can we mobilize them to do the work of God without financial remuneration? That student at the back there is called that businessman is called your responsibility as a pastor should approximate the responsibility of Eli Samuel would never have known his call Eli told him that that voice you are hearing is God calling you. Pastors, there is blood on your hands. There is what on your hands? Blood. The blood of kingdom workers who pass through your ministry and you only use them to serve tea and bread. And you only made them financial donors of your ministry. There is blood on your hands. The day Peter gets you, the slaps you will receive. Your work as a pastor is to help the people sitting down there to find their place among the called men of God.
your work. That is why earlier I said, a pastor who doesn't send has not begun his ministry. Because it is in being sent. Look at me standing here. A Ghanaian boy in Harare speaking to a packed hall. How did I come to stand here? My pastor, when I was a student, student in Kolegono, he sent me to Mataheko. When I was a what? A married man? Student. A young boy. A very slim person with a big head. You've seen that picture before? The day I get you. He sent me. I had not finished my medical school. He said, I don't care whether you are a doctor or a student. Once you can breathe in air, it means God can use you. Ah, But stones can be used. If stones can be used, then a medical student can be used. A senior high, a college student can be used. A grade 11 girl can be used. And don't forget, Satan is using them already. Hello? And he's got them, not the girls in town. Your church members are being used. Because you are not engaging them. Look, your ministry could have been far bigger. I mean, a day there came a time in Accra, the church I was pastoring, apart from the main church at Kolegono, that branch was one of the largest branches in all the branches. So if he had not sent me, he would have deprived himself of a certain quantity of It is better to be the pastor of a tribe than to be in a room with one man as a personal seer. Send the housewives. Don't let businessmen intimidate you. Don't let chief executives intimidate you. To the glory of God, I'm yet to meet anybody in my church whose presence intimidates me. No. Rather, they stir things up in me. No one, please remember Genesis 13, you cannot be too rich to experience another dimension of wealth. You cannot have a big ministry enough to enter into a bigger dimension of ministry you've not even imagined until you come to a point where you cannot count your members. You have not arrived. And the key is to get people to work without paying the money. Any pastor 
in Ghana, we have a phrase, by heart. You pay by heart. I mean, I, I thank God for Bishop Lagi Ward Mills. To get his one dollar to spend. <laughs> Some of us should have been in our own cathedrals by now. But you are paying singers, paying keyboardists. That's my keyboardist. Where is he? Where he have? Yes, he's the one doing the sound. He's my keyboardist. From where? From Ghana. He paid his own plane ticket to follow me. Do I look like somebody who paid? Do I look like somebody who pays plane tickets? Oh, you thought I paid for him to come? You are looking at the wrong man. I'm the son of Bishop Dagiwad Mills. That's my singer. Ask her if she has enjoyed one Ghana city from me. He came with me from Ghana. These are pastors. Who paid your ticket to come here? I paid myself. I said, I am going to Zambia for a camp. From Zambia, I'm going to Zimbabwe. When I get to the camp in Zambia, I must see you there. And did he come to the camp? Okay. You have no idea how many people are ready to help you. But you lack the capacity to mobilize help for yourself. I had a meeting with this pastor. He oversees the churches in Zimbabwe. I had a camp and I called for people who wanted to start branches in areas we didn't have churches. Not knowing that as we in the camp, there were women, wives, men who had already relocated to places and were waiting for us to give them a chance to pastor a church. Waiting to be sent. I mean, I, I, I sat down almost speechless that if I had not made that altar call, you'll be sitting down doing nothing. And that is the beginning of their destruction. And they are destroyed not because they are evil, but the pastor did not engage them. That is why I said the blood of the saints is on your hands. Everybody look at your hands. The pastors look at your hands. You see, it is neat. It's only neat physically. Did you know that if I use ultraviolet light, UV light, to, to, if I shine it on your, this, this neat, what you are wearing is neat. But if I shine ultraviolet light on this jacket, I will see stains. 
That will surprise you. You being light. Yes. There are some ladies here. If you shine UV light on their breasts, you see fingerprints that are not their fingerprints. I think we'll come for an evening session to do ultraviolet examination. I'm saying that we cannot use what our normal eyes see. When I see your hand, there's, this is, these are beautiful palms, but there may be blood on these hands. I'm working it, baby. There may be blood on your hands. People, church members who have died in sin because they. they they, I don't even know how, but they mistakenly came into your church. Because if they had been in under pastor's church, they would have been pastored in a much better way. But they came to you. They made a mistake. And they died in your church. Look at your hands again. Check your hands. You need UV light to see blood, blood. There are girls who have done abortions in your church. The blood that came, the blood that came is on your hands. Yes, because you didn't engage them well. The church of God, the work of God is bigger than one reverend and his wife, lady reverend. And some three backslidden pastors who don't know they are left from their right. Wake up. The students are waiting to be used. The bankers are waiting to be used. The doctors are waiting to be used. The engineers are waiting to be used. The housewives want to preach. Wake up! Many of you sitting here, some of you here, are struggling with your Christian life. I'm not talking about ministry. To be a Christian is like climbing Mount Everest. Because nobody is meant to be a Christian in a church forever without serving God. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 9 says that he has saved us Second Peter chapter 1 verse 9. He said, who saved us and called us with unholy calling? Are you saved? Are you saved, sir? Then you are called. The blood that saved you also called you. Your problem is that your pastor, if I get him, You know, pastors, I want to beg you as co-laborers. Have a zero tolerance policy 
zero tolerance policy for mere membership. Don't tolerate students who do nothing in church. Don't tolerate these girls. If you leave them, they become slay queens. Let them serve God. Otherwise, they become slay queens. Oh, I shouldn't say such things. There's no girl here who under the right conditions of temperature and pressure will not yield to prostitution. What are you talking about? You are only pure. Are you not married? Yes, of course. You are married because somebody snatched you, put you in a church, made you serve God. Even your skin color alone makes you appropriate for a slave queen. You are married not because you are a good girl. Your pastor engaged you. Some of you here are armed robbers. Given the right atmosphere, you will be amazed at what you can do. Some of you sitting here are virgins. 30-year-old virgins, 28-year-old virgins, 35-year-old virgins, not because you are a good girl. You've just not met the right atmosphere. If you are trained properly, you'll be having sex on trees. Trees. You'll join the monkeys and be swinging on the branches. says let's block the devil from getting to our members use them engage them send them occupy them can you clap your hands now 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 the unoccupied church members are unoccupied not because they are lazy but because you have not engaged them Christ told the parable of a man who had a farm and went to the marketplace at the sixth hour, at the seventh hour, at the eighth hour. And each time he found men standing there, occupied, unoccupied. And he asked them, What are you doing here? They said, Nobody has engaged us. The reason why we are standing idly by chatting is that nobody has engaged us. People must be engaged by other people. Are you a pastor in a church? Wake up. Your members, 
if you are expecting them to come to you to tell you they've had a dream and they saw themselves preaching so please help me to preach you will never meet such a person in a hundred years you must tell them get up and go God will use you I have never seen Jesus before you know there are pastors who say Christ came into their room took them to hell and brought them to heaven and they saw Moses and they drank tea with Philip I've seen nobody like that I've never even Judas I've not seen him before in a dream the only thing I'm standing on in Harare preaching to you is my pastor's deployment of my skills my pastor had not sent me I don't think I'll be here because some of us we were in town before we came here we were where? in town can you clap for my pastor clap your hands for my pastor Bishop Dagi what means Keep clapping. Are you a pastor? Listen, please. I mean, I don't know who brought you to this conference. But if you are a pastor, do you have members? Okay. Apart from finding a comb to comb your hair well, you must engage each one of them. How many of them? All of them. Each one of them. but it's very nice keep it like this are the members engaged are your members engaged I should go and ask them are they engaged doing what in church what do they do they usher they they teach yes they sing praise and worship. Yes. They evangelize. Yes. Campus ministry. Yes. Prize. Clap your hands for him. He's a good pastor. What did those guys say? No man has hired us. If you will live here with just these words ringing in your ear I would have done my work no man has hired us nobody jumps into a farm and starts working hello don't you have farms here in Zimbabwe in Harare do you just jump into a farm and start working you must be hired go home and hire your members Otherwise, you have no business accusing your church member of committing adultery. Or of being a prostitute. You dare have a discussion with your friend about Alice that she's a prostitute. What have you done to engage her? What level of shepherding 
Have you given her? Is it not because your pastor helped you? She is a prostitute in Harare. You would have been in Dubai. I shouldn't say Chinese things, you see. I shouldn't preach this way. Look at your hands again. There's blood on your hands. There's blood. 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 Send them. Talk to them. Spend nothing less than 30 minutes talking to somebody in your car. Tell me about your life. How is life? I feel like dancing. You just appear in your church. You preach once a week. In an orange suit. Are you a comedian? Mommy, you must let your personal assistant produce a list for you every week. I'm telling you. A list of girls. A list of boys. Just sit, you and that boy. You just chat. You, 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 you will send me a text message to thank me. You have no idea what is going on in your church. Some of the girls who are standing on the stage singing are bleeding from the abortion they did yesterday. And I can give you names, dates, and places. We are, look at them, look at the pastors. Some are sitting down. This is a lady pastor. This guy, this guy, this guy is a pastor. You, you look at him. He even looks like a rapper. I bless God for the pastor who engaged him. The songwriter said, "We have an anchor that keeps the soul." Yes, the anchor is Jesus. But another dimension of the anchor is the work of Jesus that anchors us away from drifting into bizarre, bizarre lifestyles. One choir leader was sleeping with my choiristers. When I found him, he was trying to be smart. I said, Look at me. This thing you are doing, I have a PhD in it. <laughs> PhD. But it's only the work of God, the ministry, and my fear of God. Otherwise, you would have seen me for upgrades and training. There is none righteous. So this lady pastor.
pastor sitting there, pastors reverent as if they are holy. All, some of them were former slave queens. But the ministry has normalized their lives. Go to your church and engage them. Hire them. Occupy them. Am I getting through to you? Can you sit down? I, I get dizzy when you stand up. Our time is up, but let me just give you. Why does God operate through lay people? Or better still, let's ask even a more fundamental question. What happens in a church when there are no laymen? When people are not engaged to work for God without being paid? Of course. What happens? Number one. If you do not allow volunteers to work in the ministry, you will kill the Christian principle of sacrifice in the church. There's a Christian principle. I don't, you, you, you need to write the notes. This book is in the Macarius. So just look at me. Listen carefully. Everyone, just look at me carefully. Just don't fall in love with me. Just pay attention to the message I'm teaching. This area, this area. There are some girls here. This area. His presence ministries international. Well, I have a church service called His Presence Service. Are you in Harare? So, are you a pastor or a member? Minister. You also. A deacon. And you are what? A pastor. God bless you. And are you also in his presence? Where's your dress? Ah, it's a jacket. Are all of you from his presence? So where are your jackets? Oh, they are new. But why are you not? Why are you now coming to his presence? Why, why were you not here ten years ago? A different country. His presence. Wow. Beautiful. Clap your hands for his presence. Listen. There is a principle. If it. There is a spirit. If it leaves the church, it's no more a church. It's something else. And it is the spirit of sacrifice. That is why we get lay people.
to work. Because when a lay person is working, he is sacrificing his time, his money. He pays for things without the church paying. Of course, the church doesn't even pay him. Now, we are kept alive in Christ on the basis of sacrifice. Our power as Christians comes from sacrifice. Our authority over evil comes from sacrifice. Once sacrifice leaves a church, it becomes a bulldog which cannot bite. A toothless bulldog. The power of the church to bind devils, to heal the sick, to destroy the works of the enemy, the power of the church to take territories, to take over families, to swing souls, that power to change prostitutes to priests, that power doesn't come from education. It comes from what? Sacrifice. The more sacrifice there is in the church, the more power there is in the church. So, when a church makes its members do things for money or not do things at all in the church, they just come to the church, fold their hands, There is no sacrifice in the church. People will not be changed. The power to stop pornography comes from sacrifice. The power to convert fornicators to leaders and shepherds comes from sacrifice. So, level one is that we engage people to make sacrifices. I mean, I don't know the suburbs of this, of this beautiful city. But if you live in Warren Park and you have to go and have a home sale meeting, lead a home sale meeting in where? Another place. Highfield. You will have to put fuel in your car. And drive your car. If you don't have a car, you pay your transport to Highfield, have the um, home cell meeting, and return. The church doesn't pay TNT. I am preaching. I mean, in our church, some pastors. A pastor came from the U.S. to have some services here in Zimbabwe. If the church paid his ticket, he paid his ticket. An accommodation. It will be unthinkable that the keyboardist in this church is receiving a salary. It will be unthinkable. Because the greatest privilege of that boy or girl is that he will even sit behind a church's keyboard and play. 
once we put even two dollars into the person's hand, we've killed the principle of sacrifice. Those of you sitting in the, the congregation, waiting to do something because money is going to be paid. You don't know Harvest House International. They are even ahead of Lighthouse. Harvest House money. Then you, then you chose the wrong church. And no wonder there is power here to have nine services. How many services? Pastors, stop, stop it. Promote sacrifice. Even to the point of death. If people die in the course of serving God in this church, we will weep. It will be a devastating blow. But that blood will speak one day and release power. You mean you've joined the choir because you are expecting us to dress you. You'll be naked on the stage. You must be joking. Is that your expectation? A time has come. Even the, 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 what is his name? The sound engineer. Let me, let me go to the man speaking. Say sacrifice. sacrifice. I can't hear you. Say sacrifice. sacrifice. Who is the sound engineer here? Can we please stand up? I expect you. What's your name? Linford Mabig. Linford. Yes. yes. Can you see my face clearly? Yes, I can see it. What do you do in church? Check the sound. Good sound. And what else do you do? I'm also pastor in 60 service. You are the pastor for 60 service. 60. 60 service. When the batteries in the microphone run out, don't bring an invoice to the church. Pay, find money and buy batteries. Do you bring an invoice? Who pays who pays for the batteries? You pay it from your own pocket. Then let's clap our hands for him. Sorry. God. And I thank God everything. God is blessing me for, for doing that for the church. Amen. You hear him? of you who allow your sound engineers to bring an invoice for batteries. Sack those engineers and employ hire, engage sound engineers who buy batteries from their own pocket. Sacrifice releases power. 
You are a good pastor. Beautiful. A singer comes and says that her voice is hoarse. So you must buy her lozenges. I will buy you bullets, bullets. I should, I should buy lozenges. Go and drink water and come and sing. Don't share money in the church. We need money to buy lands. We need money to build church buildings. We need money to pay for equipment. Don't add your life. Go to school and get a job. Don't come and bring your stomach for the church to put food in. You don't seem to understand the English language. It's my accent, okay? You understand me? The principle of sacrifice. If you are in charge of a home cell, I don't know what you call it here. Where you have members somewhere in homes. And do you also bring them to church? And you ask the church to pay for transportation? Then only his presence will pay such money. Because they're wealthy church. Please, I'm coming. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. What is the truth? We are paying for their transport. They just sit in the bus and they come to church and they don't know where the money came from. In my church, it won't happen. I have a document called Basenta Basin Income Generation. There's a document where to find money. Yes, where to find money. I'll tell you that your auntie has money. Your uncle has money. Your former boyfriend has money. Your sister has money. Go and collect the money. Gather it and pay. Once in a long time. I just say, okay, today I'm paying for buses. When my wife has given me good feelings, then I just pay. But on a normal day, wallahi. The leaders must learn. Is there any leader of a home cell here? In your church. Onward. What was the name? Onward. Onward. Hey, what? Onward. Onward. O N W A R D. It's a name. And those onwards are always going backwards. Why is onward? Is that what? He's onward. But always going backwards. So I'm prophesying already. You are prophesying, Bishop. Onward. You have a home cell? Very good. Let's clap our hands for onward. Please come here. Come.
How many members are in your home cell? We just opened a new one with 12 members. Onward. 12 members. It's a new one. And your pastor pays for the bus to bring them to church. Not so. No. Onward. Who pays? Hello? Hello? It's me who pays the money. I can't hear you well. Who pays the money? You pay it. I'm responsible, yes. Every week you pay? Yes. Where do you get the money? From my family's money. Your family's money? Yes. Do the 12 members... So, how many are on the combi that brings them? The bus. How many do you bring to church? First we bring four. Four. And now how many? We are still waking. We are going out for evangelism tomorrow. So we are expecting to have 20, mem- 20 or, mem- or more members. Very good. Do these people who sit on the bus, do they contribute any money towards the payment of the bus? Uh, if you do that, you will kill the souls. So we, we are responsible. You will kill the souls? Yes. Are you a soul? I'm not a soul. You're not a soul? Yes. You are a tree? I know. I'm, Why do you say you will kill the souls? Why do you say that? Because they are, it's their first time. So if I introduce uh, the man thing to them, they, sh- they might be devastated. No. No. Train up a child the way he should go. Train them to on keep quiet. The Bible says where your treasure is. There. Not here. Not here. There. Wherever your treasure is. That is where your heart will go. So these people, if you allow them to direct their money into betting, meat pie, and not into the arrangement to come to church, their hearts will not be into coming to church. Tell them. Don't you think that these boys or girls also take buses in town? Do, do they? I don't, I, I don't live here. I'm just asking you onward. That do, they, do you think they take buses in town to go to school to visit their friends? Yes. Mo- oh, do you think they go to movies? Yes, they do. Do they pay for the buses themselves when they are going? Yes, they do. So why do you think they should not pay? So don't make the church a, a low grade unimportant place for them. Rather, you should lift the value of the church. That It's a great place worth paying money to go to church.
against the principle of what? Sacrifice. If you don't do that, they will never be in the church. They will never be in the church. Thank you. Thank you. You Don't let their hearts treasure movie houses. Cinema houses. You'll be surprised that some of those boys even sit in drinking bars and pay for alcohol because you by your leadership are not making the church a great place for them. Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Onward. Go onward. Pastors, let your members sacrifice. They should work. Video man, are you being paid? Thank God for Jesus Christ. If there's a singer being paid to sing, it means that the singing she's doing is about 2% of her work in church. She's actually the secretary of the church in charge of one of the building projects. She works from 8 to 5 as a church worker. Then because her mother's voice was good and she uses lozenges she comes to sing. But we don't pay somebody just because she's a singer in the church. Say, do you understand what I'm saying? Don't. Don't bring up God's children the wrong way. Don't raise. You would not want to raise your children on money. Is that how you raise your children? Like the man who came to turn on the, the fan in the first session. He, he came to do this. Are we paying him? $10 to switch on? So, we, when we do that, the church members become powerless. I'll say it again. The power of God comes from sacrifice. That's the Christian. Christianity, our, our, our symbol is the cross. And the cross represents death, losing, dying, and suffering. If you remove the cross, you've turned the church into a social club. Let people sacrifice their money. Let them give towards the church. And our, our, our gentleman, the sound engineer, he said it. He said, that is how God is blessing him. It's not everybody you are going to lay hands on. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. No. Through their own sacrificial work, God takes care of them and increases their faith. Release them to sacrifice for God. You are going for a home sale. Some area fellowship meeting. We need something. A generator. Why rent a generator? 
Find money yourself. Rent a generator. Don't come to the church for, for, for an invoice. If you do that, there will be sin. You see, do you know phlegm? Phlegm. That thing in your throat. You see, you put it in the sink. It doesn't move. It doesn't move. Till you use something to move it. Yes. That is how sin will be in the church. It will just be there. No preaching. No oil drinking. No oil pouring. Nothing. Because the, 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 the solvent that dissolves sin, which is the power of God, has been eliminated from the church. I mean, some of our branches in the UD, we have a branch in Zambia, um, Kawamwa. Kawamwa. The pastor of the branch built the church. Oh, he built the church from his pocket. Physical church from his pocket. He was a UN worker. He built the church and pastored the church. Beautiful. If you do not allow laymen to work in the ministry, you remove the opportunity for people to demonstrate faithfulness. You will never know how faithful a person is when you are giving the person money. I'll take it again. This point, I shouldn't say too much. You will know. You, I'm going to marry you and our relationship is just money. I give you money for this hair, your dress. I, I, I mean, I, I even pay for your sister's school fees. Then your love for me is spurious. Spurious. I cannot depend on God. I don't know how you behave when there's no money. That's why the best wife to have is the wife you got when you had nothing. That's the real one. These girls who come around when our stomachs are big, we are driving big cars. They are just empty girls. Never trust the love of any woman, whether she's wearing Hail Mary or she's a nun. Who comes into your life when you have money? Forget it. Is that your wife? Why are you sitting by here like that? Your mom. Your auntie. <laughs> Young men. Marry when you are poor. Because you don't know which witch is coming into your life when you start working for Zimbabwe Financial Bank Institution of the Consolidated Diamonds and Gold Incorporated. <laughs> now, any man who marries a woman when he has money should be disturbed because you don't know who you are with.
you can never tell that the keyboard is, is faithful if you are putting money into his nostrils. I was a lay pastor for 14 years before I became a full-time pastor. How many years? 14 years. No money. I was traveling everywhere preaching. I'm not surprised I'm standing here. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Don't use money as a foundation for any relationship. I would prefer we are together when I have nothing. I mean, when I got married, I was a student. I was a what? That's why I know that this woman is real. I was a what? A student. She paid for the wedding. If you see a picture of me at the wedding reception, eating and drinking, that thing I'm eating, I didn't pay for it. She paid for it. Today, I can even buy her. I can buy her. But she could see that this guy, he will be a millionaire one day. This guy is a correct guy. There was no money. There was no money. So we are fine. We are fine. There's no witchcraft. We are what? Take money out. Say, say, I'll prefer your church reduces. And that's the right thing. Than to have a swollen body which is not real. Not every big body is a normal body. Some of, let's go medical. I said not every, some, some of the big things, big bodies are just full of water. It's called anasaka. Anasaka. It's a condition. Shrink. Sack those people from there. Or don't sack them. Don't say that. Just tell them, I won't pay you again. If you want to go, you can go. But one day, God will raise faithful men. Oh, Jesus. Faithful men. Faithful men. But why do you want to be surrounded by people you don't know? 
Is, is that how you want to live your life? Like there are people in your life and they are all and because of money. Money. No. That's very dangerous. That's very dangerous. You will never know someone when you are using money as a basis for the relationship. Whether it's onto marriage, onto ministry, onto education, whatever it is. Money is not a good foundation for anything. The next one. If you do not allow lay people to work in the ministry, you will employ people to do jobs that do not occupy them fully. People must not be allowed. In fact, let me pause and give another advice that is to you. Don't accept any employment no matter how hungry you are. No matter how poor you are. It's a case. Don't accept any employment that pays you for doing almost nothing. A job that doesn't engage you fully. You have been set up for an evil day one day. Refuse it. When you start paying people for tuning the sound, I'm like talking about the builder's anointing. When you start <coughs> paying people for singing solo, for playing the guitar, guitar. That, that's why I said, mommy, unless he's doing something in the church, maybe he's even a pastor. And also involved in, I mean, there are many aspects. But if he is only in the church playing the guitar and you are giving him money, you are dist- his blood will be on your hands. Be- why? Because you are, you are, en- if, because of what you are doing. You see, in America now, US of America today, I was there a few weeks ago. The problem in America now is that. Companies can't get people to employ. Nobody wants to work. Do you know why? During COVID, they had a stimulus package where they were all receiving, I don't know what amount, but enough to keep a household. Many of them are still receiving that money. As I'm speaking. So, why should I go to work? Why should I drive my car and risk dying when I can sit at home and receive money and spend? So by doing that, you have, you have actually blocked the person's initiative, the drive, even the capacity to survive has been taken from him. When you give somebody money for playing drums, what you've done is that you've made him comfortable enough not to find real work. Oh, that's not real work. Something you do on Sundays and maybe 
two other days. So the rest of the days, what do you do? I'm saying that we are supposed to mobilize people without putting money into hands. When we are having a crusade and all of us are there, the sound guys, the stage guys, the rigging crew, we are, we are all working as lay pastors, sacrificing to build something for God. Not that that one is getting money, this one has no money, that girl is getting money, this boy is getting money. No! If you don't allow volunteers to work, everything done in the church will be related to money. Money here, money here, money here, money here, and the church will have nothing. Finally, if you do not allow Laymen to work in the ministry. People will not learn obedience and submission. Because to be receiving money, you will not even learn how to submit yourself. You will know how to give yourself to something because the basis for your commitment is financial so a lot of so called obedience and submission it's not real because there's something that, there's a cushion at the back they are, they are, they are, they are sobriety their compliance and smiles is all funded by the money if you remove the money you see you are dealing with a Judas I'm coming to the last point on Anakazo. Stand to your feet and lift your hands and pray. That you are living here to mobilize anybody, anything you are doing. Even if you are 70, you will mobilize people to help you. Lift your two hands and pray. church member. Lift your hands and pray that you will be a hiring agent. You will hire people and not allow people to be idle under you. of mobilization one is mobilizing helpers the workers the lay people pray that level you must pass anybody who is comfortable with working alone is destroying the ministry and destroying lives 
That's how we build. We build by adding students, soldiers, policemen, taxi drivers, nurses, doctors. Let's work. There's no money for you. Let's build it. Let's work. assignment you've been given pastor a church lead a choir lead the youth whatever learn you start by gathering people to help you any work that doesn't begin with getting helpers will never see the daylight always sent alone you must learn to mobilize helpers I know my time is up but I want to tell you something before we end when you are given a responsibility to pastor a church to lead a choir to lead the sound guys start a branch there are two Without these two, you are a failure before you began. Yes. Number one is what we described. Yes. Getting everybody around you to be on board. So, it is not right for you, the pastor or the leader of the home cell to use your money, no matter how wealthy your father is as a politician in Zimbabwe. You are destroying the members. How I wish you were poor. Otherwise, Acts 3 would never have come up. We see Acts 3 because Peter was broke. A lot of testimonies come when you are broke. He said, I don't have money. That's why I want to heal you. Say, hey, come. Are you in charge of this camera? No. You're not in charge. So how did you end up here? 
Sorry? It belongs to the sound engineer. It belongs to the sound engineer, yes. So he gave you the this job. Don't do anything alone. Between the sound engineer and the camera, you should have called someone to join you. Because as you are standing, you can even be tired. This conference is just, if we've ended, but God willing, the next time I come, the first session is from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yes. Eight hours. You will be tired. So there should be somebody around you who can also be given the camera so you can sit down and rest your legs. That's how to work. Not just for God, but for anything. So to come and stand here alone means that we cannot even use you to work for longer hours because there's no... You, and help, see, helpers are like wives. Nobody chooses them for you. Helpers are what? No one chooses wives. I can recommend. Oh, try. Just consider Betty. I feel that she'll be a good wife. But you can't marry Betty because I said so. You choose your wife. Helpers can any assistant who has been given to you may worry you may worry you you choose your assistant the same way you also receive the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is a helper a wife is a helper and a helper is a helper so between your boss and the camera you should have called someone so by not calling anyone and being here alone you are a bad worker so you can go back truth you don't work alone and nobody should God didn't tell Jesus that go and choose 12 he came and chose the 12 I said, God, when he was sending Jesus, my son, as you go, select Philip and Thomas and John and Bartholomew. No. When he came, when he landed and he saw the wickedness on earth, initially he was going to choose three. He said, no way. This will are too wicked for me to choose three. May God show you how to generate helpers for your life. It's so important. I can't explain it. Working alone is the lowest way to work. And because the meeting has ended, I'm commenting on the second mobilization. And the second is 
you have to learn to mobilize the people you are going to preach to. It's nice. You mobilize your team and you mobilize your hearers. Everything must be organized. Nothing just happens. I was preaching somewhere. I'm ending now. I've got some 10 more minutes. I was preaching somewhere. And I told them, any leader like a pastor of a church who comes to church early and when you come to church the place is empty if it's a lady pastor she pray father bring them from the east from the south from the west Aria Babasata, Aria Toski, Librosa, Askatia, Askatiaba, Aria Diskapa. Send them, Lord. Hey, Jesus, send them. Aria Takarababa, Ayanta Babayababa, Aria Babababa. Oh, Francis, welcome. Sit down. We are waiting for them to come. Let's pray. Aria Katia Babababa, Ariandra Babababa, Aria Babayandra Babababa. You are a useless pastor. Maybe I must come again. No, no, no. I can't teach this at this time. It's too heavy stuff. You see a home cell leader. Home cell of an area. Like what? Uh, you mentioned the place. Warren Park in Auntie Cecilia's house. You are a home cell leader. And you go early Auntie Cecilia's house. And you go and sit there with your Bible. Jesus, just a mission. Oh, I shakatu satala ba 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 ba. Rakoshata ramayandele bosi mayele. Inde masoba, indari masaika, aruri ki paika, ori ki toski Oh, Tendai, place it down. They are coming. Did you see Beatrice? She's traveled. Okay, they will come. 
Ikandiria sote Aria mosandai Rakatusuri katasa You must sack that devil You are not allowed To preach to people You have not physically Mobilized into the church I wish I had three hours. This subject, Anakazu, maybe I will read the story. A certain man made a great supper and bade many and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden come for all things are ready and they all with one consent began to make excuse the first one said, I've bought a piece of ground. I can't come. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen. I'm a businessman. I deal in cars. I cannot come. Another said, I've married a wife. I cannot come. So the servant came and showed the Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry. Some of you must be angry that your church is empty. You know, when I see pastors who look happy, I get deceived. Pastors whose churches are empty and they are putting on weight. They are putting on weight. Putting on weight. Increasing with looking fresh. The master of the house being angry. Listen to me. If you don't mobilize people to sit on the chairs, nobody will sit on your chair. He said, Go quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. And bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as you have commanded. And yet, there's room. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways. Initially, he went. To the, to the streets. He went to the lanes of the city. And the streets. Lanes of the city. I just came from the CBD. Initially, that's where they went. They got something. Then he sent them again. To a lower socio-economic environment. The hedges. And the byways. 
I need four hours today. But we are going home. He said, go out to the highways and hedges and compel them. That word compel is anakazo. Compel. My dear friend, as we end this conference, I want to tell you, anyone regardless of your nationality, your your temperamental disposition, who views life as something to just relax and things come to you, will live life short of the glory of God. Nothing in life just happens. Anyone here who doesn't have the ability to compel, compel, to force use entreaties and threatenings and force people into the kingdom and sit down meditating on an old scripture waiting for members to come has not begun to understand the call of God. Anakazo to build a church you don't just open doors. You go out yourself. That is why if you had mobilized helpers, as I am going out, she is going, he is going, she is going. So my effort is multiplied. A church is built by a pastor. By who? A pastor. And a pastor is a shepherd. Anybody in charge of a choir is a shepherd. If you don't compel the choiristers to come for rehearsals, you will disgrace yourself on Sunday. The reason for the empty chairs and empty groups and small groups is that the leaders don't apply anakazo. They wait. When the rich man waited, nobody came. So any pastor like the pastor of this church who waits and doesn't mobilize and still has a packed hall means that he or she was supposed to have hundred times this group until you have mobilized by compelling people you can't say you finish your work no matter how many people are in the hall so those of you who are deceived 
that you open your doors and people just walk in so you are fine you are not fine there is a constituency that will never come into the house of god until you force them one day i saw i don't know what you call it here the iron we say pressing iron what do you call yours here iron the iron itself we press the cloth is crumpled and we press and it's nice iron i saw an iron in my daughter's car I said, ah. she's not told me she is repairing her iron so i called her i said what is the iron doing in your car it should be in your room in your hostel she was a medical student then I said oh i use it to mobilize Pressing iron. I've been a pastor for about 26 years. I've never read in any book that you use pressing iron. I said, what do you mean? By, oh, by the way, she's a first love girl. A daughter of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Yes. We are their cousins. In the UD. So I asked her, how pressing iron say oh no, no when i go to the hostels the boys tell me that they need to iron their shirts so they take their shirts and go out and they never come back so she said but daddy you didn't see the iron this is also a bucket she has a bucket in the car when she is climbing the hall she fetches water there so that there's no excuse to come and fetch water you are not serious your life is not on the line you lose nothing you lose nothing. Whether people come, people don't come. That is why you are behaving like that. She carries water. I have pastors like that. Who fetch water. But he said, when she goes, so she gives them, the guys, the bucket of water to have their bath. And she sits at the corridor. Waiting. And while she's waiting, she calls for their sheds. And irons the shirt for them. So when they finish batting, she gives them the shirt and marches them into her car straight to church. Can you clap your hands, please? I fell in love with the girl. I fell in love. I almost carried her and threw her away. I said, wow. Even if she takes two boys, you imagine two chairs empty. It's something. Every member counts. I don't know who trained you, but I'm retraining you today.
that we don't sit down and expect people to come. We go there where they are, overcome their excuses, help them. Otherwise, your house will be empty. I have empty chairs in my church. It's a sign that a certain forcefulness has diminished. But I'm going back to Ghana. Some of you who have got a full hall and are clapping for yourselves don't know that you should be having nine how many services? Nine. How many do you have now? One. The campus ministry. Two. If I had scissors, I would have cut all this off. <laughs> it's urgent. Souls are dying. Win the lost at any cost. Sing that song. Listen to the words. Beautiful. And that's how we end today. Listen carefully. So quickly, quickly comes the night. Quickly comes the night. Christians, Christians. you must get busy. There's so much work to do.
Should have, who would have slipped away into prostitution, alcoholism, drug addiction because you anchored them? They said, they remain warriors in the kingdom. Thank you for revived churches, revived ministries, revived callings, revived destinies. Thank you, and Lord, we pray. Ministries will not be the same again. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, sit down and let me tell you something as we close.
trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ago on Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and on your favourite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.